touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams. It's our second episode of the week. If you guys didn't get a chance to go listen to our Monday episode, check it out. It was our first Monday episode in a long time. It was great to be back and talking Rams football. And again, like we mentioned yesterday, we'll still talk about the lists and the drama and the stories that are going out. But it was awesome just to talk about real football and the guys out there participating, seeing Todd Gurley in the knee and Cooper Cup in the knee and what our defense looks like. All that stuff is exciting. Uh, We'll get to more of that. I want to recap a little bit more from day two as I recorded yesterday before uh, everything kind of came out from camp. Uh, It just camp day three just ended uh, not too long ago. So I've got some stuff to talk about. Some we may save for tomorrow as well uh, with Jake Ellenbogen from downtown Rams. Again, we'll have them on the Wednesday edition. We're looking forward to that. Guys, don't forget you can find us on social media at Lockdown Rams, all accounts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know if you have any camp questions, roster battle questions, or just overall concerns about the team. Let us know. We'll talk about it here on the show. Got a couple to get to today or tomorrow. Uh, May pitch some of those questions to Jake as well. And then again, subscribe to the podcast. We are back. So make sure you're catching all episodes. You can find us and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and of course, Himalaya. Download it. It is free and it is the best new app out there. So check it out. Well, we will get off and running. We'll start talking about some stuff here today, but let's start with some of that drama. I told you that we're here for football, but the drama still comes. There's still some stuff to report that I find pretty interesting. And this comes out of New Orleans. And if you haven't heard about this yet, a Louisiana judge has ordered that NFL commissioner Roger Goodell and three officials from January's NFC title game be questioned under oath in September about the infamous no call that helped the Rams beat the New Orleans Saints in that January NFC title game. Attorney Antonio Lamont, Lamont, or Lemon, either way, he filed a lawsuit over the game that advanced the Rams to the Super Bowl. He is seeking $7,500 in damages to be donated to charity over the failure to flag a pass interference or roughing penalty against NRC Nikel Roby Coleman. Uh, We all remember that play. State Civil District Court Judge Nicole Shepard in New Orleans ruled earlier this month that Lamont's lawsuit could proceed. So people are actually fueling this. Of course, they're all from Louisiana. She also ruled at that point that he can request documents and ask questions of NFL officials. The depositions will take place sometime in September. She also set a August 22nd deadline for the next hearing. The lawsuit Uh, is kind of getting ridiculous Obviously, we've seen the NFL react to this a little bit as well as they have now had that new rule change, which we'll see uh, in the preseason of the pass interference. And you can challenge those in the last two minutes as a coach. Uh, So that already has impacted this game. But man, they need to put this to bed out in New Orleans, man. It is 2019 football season. It's tough for your football team to move forward when the whole city and everyone else is looking backwards. Uh, I don't think the players probably give this too much mind, but 
I uh, saw that floating around on Twitter, and it just kind of blew my mind. We made a couple jokes with this uh, when I was talking with James and our buddies over at the Seahawkers podcast, kind of recapping with them uh, about this whole joke of the lawsuits and all this stuff. And I thought it was done and, and dusted and we we're moving on, but apparently not. Uh, but, <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to see them week two. That's going to be a fun one. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of funny signs going around and lots of trash talk throughout that whole week. So we get it early, week two. Uh, just thought I'd mention that here on the podcast. To, on the brighter note, on a more Rams-focused note, something to kind of get us back into this positive world before we kick into segment two. I saw live today on the Rams Twitter feed, they had a special announcement. And I was thinking, oh man, are they going to talk about uniforms? Are they going to talk about the new stadium? Are they going to talk about an extension for golf? What's going on? They brought up Serena Morales, brought up Les Snead onto the stage. They kind of had this back and forth. They were awkwardly trying to kill time as they brought a table up. And you're thinking, who are they going to introduce? It's Rams legends out at camp today. Uh, And then as Les Snead kind of got a little bit more comfortable and they were ready to kind of roll this thing out, they announced that Steven Jackson would be signing a one-day contract with the Rams. So he was able to retire and finish a Ram. They brought him up on stage. He did a signing. Uh, The crowd went crazy. Everyone was stoked to see him out there. Rams legend for sure. Just had his birthday not too long ago. We saw a lot of love for him. We talked about him here on the podcast as well. Uh, This is a guy that kind of got disconnected from the franchise late in his career. And to be able to come back, and I saw a great post. I think it was Turf Show Times said, this isn't a St. Louis thing. This isn't an L.A. thing. This is a Ram thing. Uh, And they got it done. This is another case of this organization getting it done the right way. We we talked a little bit yesterday about uh, Robert Woods getting that $3 million incentive bonus uh, for some of the play that he's contributed in the last couple years. And it's just done the right way. And the Rams continue to show that. They brought him back. A major part of that Rams period where they really struggled uh, to find the playoffs, but Steven Jackson continually put up over a 1,000 yards and was just a monster in back and really led the NFL in that time period as far as running backs go and was up there in the top three discussions. So uh, awesome to see him come back today, put on a Rams uni. He was stoked about it. They had him on some social media stuff, signing autographs for the fans. So another reason why you need to get out to Rams training camp. You never know what you're going to get. This is a time to kind of reveal some stuff. That's why I did get excited about what this was going to be. But it was awesome to see Steven Jackson sign that one-day contract, become part of the Ramley again. Uh, And hopefully we'll see him out at the Coliseum on Sundays this year. All right, before we cut to our next break, this episode is brought to you by Five Star Planning, a neighborly company. Five Star Planning is looking for new owners to join their growing company. This could be a perfect opportunity for you. Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you're interested in running your own business, text Five Star to 87000 right now to learn more. Choosing to start your own business with five-star painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at business. With five-star painting, you'll be your own boss, you pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals. And when you go home every day, you'll be satisfied with helping your customers enhance 
and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painter owner, you'll also be a part of this greater Neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals throughout their local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly serviced by nearly 22 award-winning brands, which some include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glassdoor, and Mr. Rooter. Whether you've been talking about starting your own business or you're already up and running your own paint company, again, text 5STAR to 87000 to learn more about the Neighborly brands that may be available in your area and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We'll be right back. Lockdown Rams Tuesday right after this. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, Lockdown Rams Tuesday edition. Your host, Bear Motter. Breaking it all down for you guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about day two as we kind of covered day one yesterday. Uh, A few things that came out that we saw afterwards. Obviously, uh, we know there is a plan going forward for Todd Gurley. Well, that plan in place involves scheduled day offs from a man, Mr. TG. And that was day two of camp after a first day opening appearance, standing ovation, people going crazy, seeing him get handoffs catching it out of the backfield, cutting, doing all the drills, took a step back and just took the whole day off on day two. I think that's part of the plan. Give him a rest, work him, mix him in about 30, 40% of the time, give him a rest. They've been working with him a ton in the off season and on the side and behind the scenes. So they've got this all figured out what they want to do with him. But Gurley sat out for day two. No big deal. He was back for day three. So he was back out there getting some drills in and getting some work. A little bit more about the day two. There were a couple scuffles, and actually Sean McVay had to take a break from an 11-on-11 drill earlier in one of the periods to kind of bring everyone together, have a talk to them. They broke. They continued the 11-on-11 period, but they weren't very happy because Jared Goff took a couple hits. Remember, he's got the red uni. We talked about Cooper Cup. Was he going to wear the red uni to protect from hits? He didn't, but guess what? The quarterbacks always do, right? Uh, Jared Goff found himself on the ground a couple times just out of some aggression uh, in the defense. Coaches obviously are not happy about that, so they brought the team together uh, after a couple scuffles went out and basically said, guys, we cannot be hitting Jared Goff. This is our franchise, guys. Got to take care of him. We love the aggression, uh, but be careful. Uh, As for day three, they threw the pads on. So right after that, they said, all right, these guys are, are getting more active. They need to get some some." contact in they put the pads on for day three as I mentioned Todd Gurley was back but Andrew Whitworth sat out that was reported by Vinny Bonsignor a couple other things that he noted from practice today with Andrew Whitworth taking a seat note boom swung to left tackle Demby came in at left guard as they got to second team reps today Bobby Evans and David Edwards came out in the tackle position in the second string so we're really seeing Bobby Evans, David Edwards getting in there, getting some early reps. There's a lot of big hype around those guys and what they're able to do so far and really being able to be a solid backup on that O-line or if something happens, be able to fill in right away. We've seen No Boom be great, not only at the tackle, but also at the guard position. And really it was noted by Sean McVay about this O-line and you know how they have to get up to speed quickly and how... A big advantage of that is having the best defensive guy on the planet 
line up next to him. So uh, they definitely talked about setting up Aaron Donald and putting Noteboom and Allen in difficult positions to try to get them up to speed for what they're going to face in this upcoming season. McVay said, it's outstanding to have Aaron there, and the more reps that Joe and Brian can get, the better they are. We're going to intentionally challenge them throughout the course of this camp, finding ways to create some stressful situations. And I think so far, they're putting themselves in a position to do a great job. Now, they haven't really been named starters yet, but they're running with the first team uh, and all likelihood really puts them in that position. McVay kind of went an extra step as to kind of labeling them starters and said, I think it's too early to really say that. I think we're confident in them. I think... Like anything else, really, for those guys up front, especially, putting on the pads is the best indicator. Their understanding of what we're trying to get done, Brian's communication, and then just physically, Joe's looking like he's in really good position, feeling good about those guys, knowing that there's a long way to go, but there's a reason why we have a lot of confidence in them, but certainly, they have to earn it every day. So, uh, looking like those are the guys up front for us, uh, getting... Everything thrown at him seems to be taking it on so far. Brian Allen, one of the things that I've seen from multiple people online that have been at practice is that he's just getting rave reviews for just being a tough physical blocker, whether that's run or pass protection. This guy is smart, multiple-year starter at Michigan State, uh, comes from a family that's popped out you know, two or three centers. He understands the position. Sat all last year, learned from Sullivan, getting out there in OTAs. Next to Note Boom, those guys were able to kind of work together this offseason. Uh, so they're taking a big stride. But again, having Aaron Donald on that other side of the line is great for these two because it allows them to practice against the best every day. And like McVay said, they're purposely making it tough for these guys. So a lot to take on in a couple days here, but early indications that those are our two starters and that they're doing great right now. But also, that behind them, Bobby Evans and David Edwards are doing great, are looking to fill in those backup spots and really, and if anything unfortunate happens, be able to step in uh, right away. And then also Demby, another guy that's really filled in well, played at left guard today, has uh, done great there as well. So the depth of our low line, which was originally one of our big concerns just in the first couple days, is already starting to kind of take form a little bit, get a little bit more confidence in there. But again, until we play week one against somebody else or see these guys in the preseason really fighting against another team, that's when we start to learn a little bit more. But so far, so good as far as that O-line is concerned. Also, one last thing to add to that O-line. Again, this one comes from Vinny Bonsignor, who was on the show last year, talking about these young O-linemen. This was a, a tweet he sent out, and he said, I know we can be victims of the, quote, they're in the greatest shape ever, end quote, training camp hyperbole. But in the case of Rams O-linemen Joe Noteboom and Jameel Demby, there is a noticeable change in how they look from last year to this year. So, uh, just from body type, conditioning, those type of things. The eye test, you always hear hear that a lot with the different positions. But on the O-line, uh, it means the same thing. These guys are looking the part as starters or at least as competing in that O-line when you're talking about Demby's case. But really excited about what this O-line has to offer coming up in 2019 season. What we'll do is we'll step aside. We'll take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the wide receivers. We're also going to hear from Peters and Tlaib. Their thoughts on how things are coming along so far. Locked on Rams, Tuesday edition, right after this.
All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment, Tuesday edition Lockdown Rams. Don't forget, you can hit me up on Twitter at LA underscore Rambling Bear at Lockdown Rams. Also on Facebook, Instagram. But start reaching back out. The season is back. I'm seeing our download numbers rising once again. So all you guys that were under a rock during the offseason, I don't blame you. It was a tough Super Bowl loss. Need a little break for some football. Don't worry, I've been here the whole time. If you want to go back, check out some of the past episodes as we hit some topics, had some great guests on. We're doing a Rams schedule preview series right now. We're having on Locked On members uh, from across the league that are on our schedule, talking to them about the upcoming matchup, hearing about what their team did in the offseason. So a lot of good stuff that you can go back and find, but I appreciate you guys circling back, coming out, and listening to Lockdown Rams daily. Because again, Lockdown Rams, the only daily Los Angeles football Rams podcast out there, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So as we move along, talked about him yesterday. We'll talk about him some more, but Seeing all these players on the field together, whether it was Gurley, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks healthy and fast as ever, Robert Woods making plays with his extra three mil in his pocket. We also saw a couple new faces. Well, not new faces, but faces we haven't seen in a while. One being Mike Thomas is back on the field. I remember he was suspended four games back in 2017, and then at the beginning of 2018, he heard his groin, and really, that was the end of his season. Uh, the Rams put him on the injured reserve list. Once you hit a certain amount of people, you can't bring certain people back. That was the case for him. His season was over. He was out there making some plays, had some pretty good battles with Marcus Peters, so we'll just have to wait and see. That wide receiver core is definitely deep. We saw the likes of Josh Reynolds come up last year, really show us he can make plays and really solidify him as probably that number four wide receiver. We also saw Kadero Hodge come out and make some plays, caught a pass in the Super Bowl, did some great things on special teams, as well as JoJo Natson, who actually made a couple really nice catches in the practice today. So uh, really a high competition at that mark. But man, thinking back to Mike Thomas, he's got great size. Uh, we saw that in that jump ball type of scenario in some preseason games a couple years ago that he really excelled. So he was a late round pick for the Rams a couple years ago. We'll see if it plays out for him, how his journey for that Rams 53 ends up going. We'll talk about him a little bit more. But the man, the myth, the Cooper Cup being back again day two had a beautiful pass and catch from Jared Goff down the left sideline. Fans went crazy. A couple really cool videos of that. Uh, but continuing to make strides, both his coach and him are really ecstatic about the progress that they've made so far. Uh, and in fact, we actually heard from Talib and Peters. They were talking today with DeMarco Farr and Serena Morales as they did a day two recap. They showed that today. So we're going to pull a clip from that that talks about who is the toughest Rams wide receiver to guard on this team. Here's actually Talib and Peters breaking it down who they got on this offense. The <laughs> toughest Rams receiver to cover. Ooh. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. That's a nice route. That's a hard one. I say, I say. It's hard, but I'm going to Cooper Cup, bud. I say, I think you're going to say go, Woody, bud. I'm going to buy Woods. I think you're going to go Woody. I'm going to go Woody. That's a battle. Go Woody. That's a battle. Tough. That's a battle. I'm going to go Woody. What makes him so, I mean, besides just being so versatile, Woody is I say Woody. I say Woody because Woody got that straight line speed and he got the quickness, the shiftiness, so he kind of messed up both worlds. And once he get that ball in his hand, yeah. he told me. He a tough tackle, he so me. I feel like he, he kind of got 
He might not be a 10 and everything, but he a consistent eight and a half, eight and a half right. across the board and all this, everything. So that's tough, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And Coop is a genius. He got it, I mean. Best slot in the game for sure. Top of that round. <laughs> I'm telling you, he gets you at the top, he gone. It's over. It's, it's, top over. Of that it's over. I love it. They talk about it's their own teammates like that. I love this. Yeah. There you have it. Talib and Peters talking about the toughest. And I just love how much Marcus Peters loves Cooper Cup. You think back to that video that kind of went viral week one when they were in Oakland and him on the sideline just yelling, Cooper Cup, Cooper King Cup. The man crush started there, and it has not ended. You see the look on his face. Actually, if you guys go to YouTube, the Rams have a new YouTube channel. The full conversation is up there. We're going to play a couple clips from it because they said some really awesome stuff. But Cooper Cup gets the nod from Marcus Peters, and Robert Woods gets the nod from Aqib Tlaib. So we got plenty of options to choose for those guys out there as we just went over our wide receiving core. It is deep. It is talented. It's really, really good. Definitely dangerous. All mm. of them dangerous. All of them bring what they bring to the table. And uh, with those four guys healthy, man, I definitely, I definitely agree. We got the, we got the best in the league. Another thing I want to mention about just listening to these two talk on the set with Serena and Demarco Farr is really, let's just say, it, how much I love Marcus Peters. He's really grown into himself in just a year in Los Angeles. The first couple weeks last year when he was talking to the media, he just didn't seem to have any interest in it. Even at times in the locker room, he is an emotional guy. He's not a guy that really wants to sit down and just have cameras in his face all the time. Uh, but he seemed really loose on this set. He seemed to have fun. He seemed to interact with the crowd and the fans. He talked about how much he loves it here. Uh, he had mentioned in the last couple days when they asked him about extension that they've got bigger things to deal with. He's kind of taking the nod from... Jared Goff and that route would be like, hey, man, we're, we're here to win ball games. The contract stuff will work itself out. We want to be here. But uh, I've really been impressed so far, just in a short period of time, these three days of camp so far, of seeing him out at camp uh, day one and then just seeing some of these interviews, including this one, and just how comfortable he seems with the media aspect of things here in Los Angeles and kind of taking on this role of being you know, one of the big stars on defense. But it was exciting kind of seeing him get more and more comfortable here because this is a guy that, as we've talked with Jake, that the Rams really like, that they'd like to extend him. Uh, this is a team that fits him really well as far as the personality, and he talks about getting along with everybody. That was another thing that was brought up and something we talked about the offseason. I don't know how many of you guys heard this, but there was kind of a online, eh, I don't know if it's a jab. We made it a jab, I guess, us media people. But uh, Tlaib was supposed to have Todd Gurley out at a camp and then kind of posted something and said, you know, hey, man, I appreciate all these other guys that held to their commitments. I thought maybe it would be something coming into camp where they were a little upset about it. Apparently, Todd just couldn't make it, had to cancel. Uh, and they talked about Todd being one of those guys that gets along with everybody, one of the popular guys on the team as far as interacting with the offense, the defense, special teams, being a jokester. Here's what they had to say about Todd Gurley and kind of being one of the leaders of this team. I see you guys hang out with Todd all the time. Yeah. Todd called you guys out recently on Twitter. Uh, he was like, this is how the DB hey, group works hey, out. Hey, Malay. Hey, So break it down, though, because you guys know Todd better than anybody else. Todd Gurley, I know he's one of the best teammates, though, as a, on the Rams. Yeah. One of them just... Good-hearted dudes, man. Just outside of football, outside of everything, man. He'll get a shirt off his back for you. You know what I'm saying? So, a great teammate, great all-around teammate. You know what I'm saying we love to be around him. He is the is the is the cool. almost is the jokester at the locker room. That's yeah. something people don't know about him, man. Take note. He is a, Take he is note. Immediate. 
Because the DBs, I will say, are the loudest in the locker room. Oh. But then you're like, who's <laughs> And then you hear TG. <laughs> you hear TG. And then you're going to hear Brock, too. But, you gonna, you know, but TG got the personality, you know, of, 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 of an amazing person, man. And it goes a long way. There you have it. Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib talking about Todd Gurley. And I love this for an aspect of I just saw a clip come out um, out in Cleveland. They were talking to Miles Garrett, and they were talking about him on the defense and what's it like to play with Odell and these loud personalities. And he was like, I don't know. I, I just stick with my defense crew. Like, I don't really get into that, and that's cool and all, but as long as he makes play. Like, he was so monotone. He was so, like, I'm not even really trying to get to know this dude. Like, he's on offense. He's showy. That's not really what I'm into. He's into clothes. I'm into, like you know, painting and stuff like that. I can't really remember exactly what he said, but they're in two different worlds, basically what he said. And really, he was all about his defensive boys. And I love that this team from top to bottom, I think Eric Weddle is another one of those guys that really brings this community of the team and being able to go up. Johnny Hecker, another great leader of our team that kind of breaks the boundaries of special teams, offense, defense, that type of thing. But how everyone clicks from top to bottom if you're throwing a room together with these two random guys that everyone's going to get along and really keep vibing off of each other uh, and in fact kind of mentioning Eric Weddle this is the last clip that I want to play because I thought it was awesome this is here's Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Pierce talking about that veteran leadership of Eric Weddle and what he brings and even bringing on guys like Clay Matthews and Eric Weddle I know Eric Weddle is like already vibing Man. with you guys really well Man. it's amazing to have you Wow. <laughs> At one point, you guys were all in the same division. Now you're all in the same team yeah. right? playing together. I mean, mm -hmm. does that shock you? Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, real. Be on the team with him, man. He, uh, I always, you know, hear that buzz. I play with him at the Pro Bowl and, right. and stuff like that. But to really be in the same locker room, same meeting room with him, you really see what guys talking about, man. He really a coach on the field. He really knows every position. He really gets guys lined up. And he really make guys around him better. All right, again, that was Aqib Tlaib. Marcus Peters joined on the live set of the new Rams YouTube series, which they're going to be doing every day after camp, having different people on the show. Make sure to check it out. Hit the subscribe button there, too, as well. If you don't get a chance to watch the whole video, I will be bringing clips from that as I see some really good interviews. This one was awesome today. Uh, DeMarco Farr, Serena Morales running down the questions with them. But uh, when they were talking about Weddle, I mean, you're talking about Aqib Tlaib, a guy that we looked at last year as being the veteran guy, coming in to be the guy that communicate with the secondary and get everyone in the place. And now he's looking at Eric Weddle, and they made a you know reference to kind of all three of those guys, Tlaib, Peters, and Weddle, playing in the same division on separate teams not too long ago. And they've all participated together at Pro Bowls, as he mentioned. But just to be able to hear how he is a leader on the field, putting people in the right position and allowing to have, you know, kind of another person on the defense with Tlaib to be able to do that. Obviously, last year we expected him to be that guy. He was out for eight weeks, so he didn't really have a good opportunity to take on that role. Still became a leader of this team. But to have another guy back there that, you know, a veteran like Tlaib looks back and looks at him and goes, wow, this guy's good. You know, not only just on the field, but getting us all around, communicating us in the study room, in the film room, breaking down clips to be able to bounce off ideas and then bring that to the field, I think is something that is very under the radar right now. I think we've talked about it a little bit as far as anticipation, but as this thing builds, this is going to be a huge part of our defense and why it's really good is this clicking early on and being able to trust each other, communicate Put people like John Johnson, Taylor Rapp, these young guys that are, you know, just getting acquainted to the NFL to be able to, you know, grab them, say, hey, here you go. Here's your responsibility. I'm be over here. 
Let's take this and run. So uh, another very awesome piece of this defense that is exciting. Uh, great job by Serena Morales and DeMarco Farr today on their conversation. I look forward to the rest of them. And I look forward to having Serena on here. Uh, we want to make sure she's she's really busy with training camp. So we look to have her, if not next week, very soon to kind of recap some of this. Talk to her about some of her thoughts and being close to the team. What the feel of everything is. But right now, man, we are looking Good. And I hate to be the guy. I'm always the guy glass half full. But right now, I'm taking someone else's glass and I'm filling it up even higher because the boys are back, man. They're healthy. They're motivated. It just feels good. But with that, we'll be back tomorrow with Jake Ellenbogen of Downtown Rams. We're going to break down camp a little bit further, hear what his thoughts are on some of these guys coming out and who he's looking at making this 53-man roster. We're excited to talk more about that tomorrow. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation. Peace.